Welcome to the Life After Life podcast, where we explore our soul's physical and non-physical journey. I'm Majana. Let's discuss angels, guides, and loved ones from the other side. Hello and welcome back. All right, I've got something for you. How many of you are in the same situation I am? You catch yourself looking at Facebook, looking at any sort of media, any sort of news, and your feeling is, that's it. I've had it. Enough already. There is way too much negativity and it is taking over. If you are on social media, Facebook, oh my gosh, reading the news, even walking along the sidewalk outside. I don't know about where you live. Here in North Texas, it just seems like people's tempers are out of control. Now, I always notice this in late July, early August, when the temperatures are hot, insanely hot. It's been that way for a month, and people are really feeling it and getting irritable. That's not the case right now. We've actually had some much cooler weather, and people are still laying on their horns, being rude, yelling things out of their car. I mean, oh my gosh. And then I've seen several people, my friends and other people, putting on Facebook, I can't do this. I need to take a Facebook break. Too much negativity. And I've been right there with you. I have been on Facebook very, very little. Part of it due to the negativity. Part of it just due to life, being very busy. So exactly what has shifted on Facebook that is so negative right now? And I'm just guessing at social media in general and in the world in general. Well, here in the United States, obviously it's an election year and everybody feels their position is right. And if you're not in my position, then you're wrong. And boy, that shows up on Facebook in really, really ugly posts, hateful, hurtful comments and People that have known each other for a long time at each other's throats. Well, thinking about all of this and just trying to be an observer, stepping back and observing energy and interactions, came to my mind as a quote that is attributed to Gandhi, be the change you want to see in the world. As I thought about that quote, I thought, okay, I love that. And it probably summed up something that he said, although I don't think those would actually be his words. So I did just a little bit of checking. And here's a quote. Well, this is also attributed to Gandhi. And if they are his actual words, I don't know. However, I do feel like they're more closely in sync with what he would have actually had said. And that is, we but mirror the world. All the tendencies present in the outer world are to be found in the world of our body. If we could change ourselves, the tendencies in the world would also change. As a man changes his own nature, so does the attitude of the world change towards him. This is the divine mystery supreme, a wonderful thing it is, and the source of our happiness. We need not wait to see what others do. So again, I don't know if he actually said that, but you can boil all that down to be the change you want to see in the world, which is pretty concise and simple to remember. All right. So in theory, that's a great thing. How do you be the change you want to see? Well, when I'm looking around and I invite you to do this too, just observe, be a silent observer. Where do you see that we have gone awry as the human race? Where all does it show up? 
And I see it in every institution, certainly in the political arena. I see it in churches where we are judging others for their beliefs because they're not exactly the same as our beliefs. I remember going to church as a child and leaving there only to find out that some of the adults were gossiping about who was at church, who was not at church, and oh my goodness, did you see what she was wearing? And my thought was, what was the point of going to church? Did you listen at all to anything the minister said? But we do that is judge, judge, judge. That's what we do so well as humans. So where else does it show up? Boy, now that I have taken a teaching contract and back in the schools, I see it hugely in the schools, in every level. So when we're talking about children, that's a great way to monitor yourself. Listen to what your children say. Yikes, especially those little ones. One of my favorite things a kindergarten teacher ever said was in parent orientation, I promise I will not believe everything your child tells me about you if you don't believe everything they say about me. (laughs) Because they will sometimes mimic exactly what you say, but it's out of context and then it can sound terrible. And then as they get older, of course, they might get the words a little confused or put their own twist on it. But the bottom line is we can hear ourselves in our kids, the entertainment industry, professional athletes, and people in the movies and on TV. How many times do we see in the media that they maybe are portraying some character that we love, but are they anything like that character? Probably not, and that's why they get paid to be actors. However, are they living in integrity? What about the younger actors that your children maybe look up to? And then we see what's happening to them. How many young actors become addicts because of the pressures of the business? And is that who you want your child looking up to, to find out what's really happening? And let me tell you, these kids can find stuff on YouTube that I could never find in a million years. They just somehow know exactly where to look and find exactly who they're looking for. And there's a whole lot of stuff out there they don't need to be seeing, but they're very good at it. What about songwriters or performers? Think of the lyrics. I call them angry songs. There's a whole lot of really angry songs out there, angry music. How much of that do we let infiltrate our societies? When people are talking about rage and they're talking about being victims or taking something out on somebody else or getting even and women are portrayed as no doesn't mean no, it means just push a little harder and all of the other messages that come through what we consider entertainment, but is it really? So how do we change this and stop it from infiltrating our thoughts, our behaviors, our kids How do we be the change? I really think the first step is an awareness. If we really look at every place that we're being bombarded with negativity, it's enough to make you want to say, that's it, I've had enough, I'm out of here. Which brings me to another person that I love, and that's Rumi. So a Rumi quote is, yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today, I am wise, so I am changing myself. 
Wow, that has levity. We cannot change the world. We can't even change one other person. Truly, nobody can make you change. Nobody can make you do anything you don't want to do. Likewise with our children. Likewise with our neighbors, our spouses, anybody that we care about. It's all their choice. The only person you can affect is you. And I absolutely believe that if we start doing that, if we put our energy and our attention on ourselves and become very, very aware of what we're putting out energetically, we can make a change. I've shared before, and I think it's worth sharing again, that the goddesses have told me we no longer create through goals. We now create through intention. So when we set an intention through words, we are mustering and bringing forth the the feelings that accommodate those words. And it's those feelings that are raw energy. Energy attracts like energy. So whatever you're feeling and you're sending out to the universe, you get more of that right back. You get more opportunity to feel that way coming back at you. It's a little bit faster, and in my human way of understanding this, the way I see it is through goals. When we had physical labor to make something happen, the physical energy had to be transformed into other kinds of energy. So it was a slower process to get pure energy out there to create what we want. When we are creating with emotion or feelings, that's pure energy. We're sending it out and the universe is going, oh, okay, well, here's some more opportunities to feel exactly that way. So we want to be very aware of what we're feeling, what we're thinking. And in my mind, it's a 180. I can't tell you how many times I have literally walked out of my house because I find myself in a thought or in a feeling that I don't want. So rather than trying to shift that immediately where I am, I just know if I walk out, it's going to help me walk outside and begin feeling what I want to create, leave the negativity where I was and come out and create something absolutely positive that I do want in my life. Every second I spend in thought or emotion that I do not want in my life, I'm attracting more of that exact stuff right to me. Oh my goodness, it's habits that I want to break. Hope you do too. So let's just be aware of our thoughts and our actions. And I'm telling you what, I don't know about you, but I know I am a full-time job. For me to monitor my own actions and emotions leaves me with zero time to judge anybody else's. (laughs) I just know that this is what I want and this is what I am going to create. And then if somebody in your environment isn't supporting that, well, it becomes a, are you willing to let them continue to be in your environment and not support the positivity that you're creating? Or are you going to remove yourself or them from your environment and create what you do want? When I look at some of the slamming that's going on in Facebook, and then think back over the years to when did mudslinging in politics become acceptable? When did the media shift from just giving us news that was unbiased to only giving you news to promote their agenda? When did these things happen? So which happened first? 
A few people lacking integrity gained power, and through their power, people watching them as idols began to mimic their behavior, so our integrity went down the drain. Or, as humans, did we just decide that lying and cheating and being victims and not being responsible for our own actions was acceptable? I mean, it's certainly easier, but did it become acceptable? And now our leaders are representing what we have created. They're following suit. So which came first, the chicken or the egg? Probably somebody but way smarter than I could do the research and figure that one out. I see the same thing with kids in schools. You know, when I was a kid, and even when my older kids were younger, there was a thing called honesty and integrity, where if someone lost something and you found it, you would return it to them. I am not kidding you. I have seen kids walking one behind the other. One sees a $5 bill fall out of the pocket of a person in front of him. That child picked it up and pocketed it. When I called them out on it, their response was, finders, keepers, losers, weepers. What? How is that okay? And that's one example. It's everywhere. And these kids did not learn this on their own. Likewise with name calling, or how many times have we heard this from kids and adults? You made me so mad, I reacted by whatever. Or you made me. No, you chose that. We choose our own actions. We choose our own behaviors. It starts with awareness and accountability. So if we start holding ourselves accountable to be the change we want to see, then others observe that. And we don't have to say anything to them. It's that energy. It's a shift in energy. Now, what happens, I'm reframing this just a little bit. We've talked about, and you've probably experienced yourself, when you're studying, when you're stepping into your spiritual path and your vibration is increasing, it is very common, it's almost a given, that people in your old circle are going to fall away because energy attracts like energy. If your frequency is increasing and the people that you were hanging around with aren't, then you kind of drift away, right? You just find you really have nothing in common. Some of the things that you used to do or talk about are no longer of interest because now your interests are at a higher level. Maybe going to violent movies no longer is anything you're interested in at all. Okay, I am the quote queen today. I don't even know why. All of these quotes are just coming to my mind, but I love them. Eleanor Roosevelt, great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. In my mind, discussing people relates to gossip and judgment. Isn't the bottom line that we all want really what's best for everyone, what's in my highest and best good, and there is no private highest and best good? This is another thing the goddesses told me that I love. They said to me, Majana, you need to command the universe. My reaction was, what? That seemed way too haughty for me. I'm just this humble little human, and you're telling me to command the universe. So they went on to explain the difference between command and demand. Command is to stand in your power. 
and to create that that is in the highest and best for everybody because there is no personal best. If what is best for you, if it truly is best for you, then it enables you to better serve others. So it is in everybody's highest and best. In contrast, demanding is a three-year-old throwing a temper tantrum. I don't care what's best for anybody else. I want this because I want it. And the truth is, we are amazingly powerful creators. Amazingly. If we could only see ourselves for who we are. If you aren't sure or you doubt that, try this simple little experiment. Go out to the store or somewhere semi-public and just observe people. And when you see somebody in the slightest need of help, be that person. It may simply be helping a senior citizen get a walker out of their car or put it back in opening the door for somebody whose hands are full or picking up something they dropped. Oh my gosh, try this one. Eye contact. Even with the people in your family while you're eating or phones allowed. So when you have eye contact, when you are making an attempt to do something to make someone else's life just a little bit easier, notice their response. Someone can be having a horrible day And maybe just one act of kindness can turn it around for them because you truly don't know what they're going through. You don't know what just happened in their life. And does it matter? Is it our jobs to judge them? If you take just a moment to help shift their energy, then you have shifted both. And what happens? Energy attracts like energy. So I'm inviting and pleading, actually, I'm pleading you to... Be just aware. Let's all be aware of what we're putting out, what we're bringing back in, because it's amplified. When all of us are doing this, it's amplified tremendously. We can change. We can change the world one person at a time, and that person is only you. Only little old me. I can't change everybody, but I can certainly do what I can do. I can make my part happen. How cool would it be if we had enough clout and could reach enough people That one person at a time, we start changing our energy and it becomes contagious. Oh, wait, we do. We do have enough power and clout and know enough people because I'm reaching out to you and you know so many other people that you can reach out to. So one person at a time, we can become aware of what we're putting out. We can make conscious choices to change it. Therefore, we can change the world. See how powerful we are? I love it. So I welcome you to check out our website, soulfoodtalks.com. There are freebies on there. There are sessions. I would love to meet you in a session. And I really need to go on and change probably descriptions. The real point is, how long do you want to spend? An hour, an hour and a half, two hours. And... What we talk about, I completely leave up to the universe because your guides know exactly what you need to know. There are also a growing number of people that just want some personal insights, not only from their guides, but how-tos. How do I connect with my guides? How do I shake this crappy feeling and move on to higher energy? All of these how-tos. And I'm happy 
to talk with you and coach on those things as well. So don't let the names of the sessions throw you. Just let me know what you want to talk about, and I'm wide open. I'm ready to change on the fly. That's not an issue. Thank you so much for listening and all of your loving support. I appreciate and love each of you. And until next time, namaste.